Sean. If Les Miles beats everybody but Alabama, I think he stays. Creel. Dang, clean up that office. Dang. Because he ain't going to be around no more. Hankins. Jesus Christ. We're going to lose this game. We're going to lose a game Got from it. 2007. Somehow, we're going to blow this. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Damn, these are some good sun chips. I should buy these more often. Uh, Florida? Georgia? Florida? Florida? Now my daddy, my daddy coached the Dolphins. I don't know if I really like sushi or if I really like soy sauce. Ever heard of that Panther fan who growls at the YouTube video? Hey, Saban, what about this? Episode 53 of Throw the Flag, I believe. First one of the offseason in 2018. Welcome, guys. We're right back where we started, except for we have... Still champions. Still champions. Still champions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Still still feels good. Not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. More relief this time than anything else. This is the most relieving championship. And man, 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 man. Um, I I just want to go hug the city right now because she's been through a lot. Atlanta? Um, with in Yeah, less than a week. Less than a week's time. The dogs blow it in the dome in a football game on Monday night. Less than a week later, the Falcons muster up 10 points and have an opportunity to still win the game on fourth down from like the three to five yard line. They didn't look hot yesterday. And they, and they call a bootleg to the right for fleet footed Matt Ryan. <laughs> yep, that, that's Steve Sarkeesian for you. Yep. He's a trash Julio bag. Julio falls down. Um, it just it's bad. It's I feel very bad for this. Do you think it has anything to do with the font that they use for their numbers making Julio Jones's number eleven look like the World Trade Center Towers? <laughs> just don't, just don't have them play the Jets. Is all I'm saying. It's been 17 years, joke, Sean. Don't, <laughs> don't take my, don't take my sound effects for me not thinking that was good. Gooey, gooey. <laughs> Week one of the off season, um, we have a little bit to talk about. Mostly are things I didn't realize happened. I didn't realize Shea Patterson <laughs> transferred from Mississippi to Michigan. Yeah, he went to Michigan. That was about three weeks ago. You're, you're getting caught up. <laughs> yeah. That was pre-Christmas. Yeah. For, yeah. for somebody who watched four bowl games, I believe, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too shabby. <laughs> Is What a weird place for him to transfer to, though. Um, Michigan... Pro style, you know, very <laughs> the opposite of Ole Miss in every way as far as offense. But I don't know. Maybe that's what Harbaugh needs is somebody to shake and bake it up a little bit. Yeah, he did all right so. with uh, with that Geico caveman and that kneeler. So <laughs> maybe Shea Patterson's on the right place. He's only got one one year left, right? Surely, right? I'm talking about Patterson, not not Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe well, both. both. You're talking yeah. about both. <laughs> If if um if Michigan doesn't beat Michigan State and Ohio State this year, I think he's gone. 
If Les Miles beats everybody. <laughs> but, Bama. <laughs> oh, my God. Barna? Barna? Um. We, we haven't talked about it, but this this has happened also in the past three weeks. Uh, Rich Rodriguez is out as the head coach mm. in Arizona. Oh, but he was trying to get in. He was another, trying to get in. He's another, a wild cat. Another victim of the hashtag MeToo movement. They MeTooed his ass. Yeah. He, uh, he wanted to take someone to the bone, Arizona. <laughs> bone, me, Arizona. Me tooed his ass is the latest lineman from uh, Utah also. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. He murdered a kid. It's a Samoan joke. It's <laughs> just a Samoan name joke, guys. That's all <laughs> it was. Um. So Rich Rod was basically. I mean, the Rich. Yeah, he was wearing basketball uh, shorts. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, Rich mm-hmm. Rich Rodriguez, the the Alabama coach who almost was. He had the offer in hand. Mal Moore was like, "All right, I'm just going to leave this here and fly back to Tuscaloosa. You're you're coming tomorrow, right?" And then he's like, yeah, I'm coming tomorrow. And then he thought it over and didn't come. So a blessing in disguise for Alabama fans. And not coming is what got him in trouble this whole time. Worse than my 9-11. I don't want to defend. I don't want to attack the victim. So I won't. But I will (laughs) say this. (laughs) Anybody who's ever worn basketball shorts has to understand that there are times where just the material is is in a place where it either feels great or doesn't feel great. And sometimes you have to give it a little adjustment down there. Now, if Rich Rod held on to that adjustment too long, that is firmly on him. Why do you think basketball players are constantly moving around for 48 Thank you. They got to move, dude, because it gets in places and you're either either exhilarated or uh, you're, you're, you're on the verge of death. Because um, that's what basketball shorts would do to you, and it just feels so damn good to get down there and get you a good grab with that soft material. Oh, <laughs> Rich Rod was hand. grabbing that rod. Rich, that's probably what he Rich said. He was. I mean, his name is Rich Rod. Yeah. So I mean, and Rich is, uh, you know, can be shortened to Dick. So essentially, he's his name is mm-hmm. Penis Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me Coach Penis Penis. Let me look up his middle name too. I hope it's Peter. God, I hope it's Peter. <laughs> Kudos to the victim for once, you know, she did the right thing and immediately told HR. And then they just started referring to him as the predator from from then on out. Oh, man. His, me to know his middle name is Alan, so there's not much we can do with that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, man, his middle name's Melissa. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He also apparently declined to help a, a former Arizona player the night before his fatal overdose. Ooh, that's not good. So he killed a guy, is what you're saying? He and Rich Rodriguez blood. killed a guy. Wow. <clears throat> um, so on August eighth, two thousand sixteen, football player Zach Hemola was found dead from a painkiller overdose the evening before. Matt Dudick, Arizona's director of recruiting, had taken Zach to Rodriguez, telling him that something was wrong with Zach and needed help. Rodriguez did nothing, simply saying he'll be fine. R.I.P. Damn, that's rough, dude. I, that is that's rough. That is that's a rough one. Normally, I can find the joke in anything, but I don't. I can't do anything with that. That's a tough one. We um, we've I think we've said on a previous uh, previous episode of last off season that <clears throat> you know Michigan saw success under a lot of coaches, just not with Rich Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and really how good of a coach has he been? <clears throat> I mean, he, he was he was good at West Virginia. That's why his name was bandied about for the Alabama job. And that's been it. He flamed out. Here's what's weird, man, is I don't remember anything about those West Virginia teams. I remember that. I don't remember if they threw the ball around. I don't remember who played there. Was he the, uh, was he the last Pat coach White. before Dana Holgerson? There was an old guy in between them, uh, an interim yeah. guy. But uh, the Rich Rodriguez days were, were full of Pat White, who was there what it seemed like six years and was a, okay. a great so little scrambler and a great little yeah. passer, too. He was there for forever. Right. I feel like they had a, a, a – did they have like a, a hot shot, throw the ball deep, big arm, tall, thin, white kid, too? I think that was his full name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the highlight of his tenure there was one year they won the Big East when the Big East was still around, and they played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, and it was a really good Georgia yeah. team, and they upset them. It might have been yeah. like 05-ish that that happened, and that sort and of uh, they sparked lost it. To, and then they lost to like Pitt the next year when they were number two yes, or something. They had, they had the shot okay. at going to the uh, BCS championship game and lost it in late November, so... I remember yeah, they beat we were Auburn. At the sports page to see Sons of Roswell the night that happened. <laughs> right. So his success was short lived. Uh, at all his at his next two stops at Michigan and Arizona. So uh, I don't know where he goes from here. Probably to the, the house, pants store imagine. to wear some pants. Hey, pants store. Hey. He needs now. That's a man who needs a khaki. You mm-hmm. never yeah, feel sure. less sexual than mm-hmm. when you're wearing a khaki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to, and that might be Harbaugh's problem in Ann Arbor. You gotta feel se- uh, sexual to a degree. <laughs> sexual to a degree was my second R and B record that I put. It <laughs> <laughs> was it sit all right. Was it we, sexual to the number two and then the okay. degree <laughs> symbol like the Fahrenheit? Absolutely, degrees. you got it, boys. Yeah. You got yeah. it. Also, <laughs> sexual to a degree is oh <laughs> next headline. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arizona apparent in short order hired a new coach. Creel, Creel, you I broke the they, news to us. Just I think they we tried to hire two of them. Yeah, they did. Uh, Got shot down. Moving fast. Wait, please, please continue. You know I don't pay attention to college football. This is your side piece team. You should have been interested in this because Who Ken he turned the job down. He was no longer interested, and they immediately offered it to Kevin Kevin Sumlin. Good, good for Kevin Sumlin. It seems perfect. I mean, it really does seem like a good fit. It seems like he could probably do some good work down there. He'll yeah. only be expected to contend for the conference title once every three or four years, and everybody will be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Except for Les and Miles. And good, <laughs> good for the state of Arizona, who before this was best known in college football for the time they didn't celebrate Martin Luther King Day, and the Alabama players had a fit when they had to go to play that bowl game there. <laughs> and now they got two black coaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Trump's America, boys. Things are changing. <laughs> he has dementia. Um, well, some some sad news. Uh, legendary college football broadcaster Keith Jackson passed away yesterday, which was January thirteenth. Um, I I remember my my first first very first memory of Keith Jackson was calling the the ninety three Sugar Bowl January first ninety three Sugar Bowl. 
Um, and all I remember is my dad saying he was a good one. So I took that as gospel. It turned out to be true. And, you know, he has a very distinctive voice, and he was uh, definitely one of the, the better ones to watch. But I, for me, it doesn't get any better than that <clears throat> uh, sugar ball between Miami and Alabama. Here's what I don't like is that my experience with Keith Jackson is pretty much the same, exactly the same as yours. I might remember him calling a game or two before that just because I had a couple years on you of being alive. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's the big one. That's the first big memory. But the first thing I thought of when I was like, when I saw that Keith Jackson died, well, there's two things. Um, the first thing I thought of was the the hit he did during, it might have been the title game last year, where he was on with Herb Street and Fowler. Yeah, he was, and, you know, he he was, was up in the booth, and it yeah. Just, it really made me sad. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the other thing I remember is how mean he was to the University of Alabama during the Mike Price thing. I hate <laughs> that those are my first, was the he first really? two memories I recall. Yeah, because Washington State, he's a wazoo guy to the bone. Yeah, And so he felt like that Alabama kind of poached him away and then all the stuff happened. He's like, if y'all just left him alone, he'd still be here. We'd have a good coach and his name wouldn't be drugged through the mud and everything would be fine. So that is the first thing that I thought of. But after I got over it, I watched the uh, the Rose Bowl, the Texas-USC Rose Bowl. I was like, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, He was sure. pretty good. Yeah, he was definitely the, the voice of college football. It's very sad that he passed away, but uh... – you know, he had some great, great calls, and he will forever be uh, remembered for that. And uh, hopefully no sexual misconduct comes along and tarnishes his reputation. Hopefully nobody from 1938 Me Too's <laughs> Keith Jackson. <laughs> I imagine the 1930s was all just well, one big Me Too. I bet you his Whoa, his Nelly, Whoa Nelly, uh, that's I what I was going to say. His his Whoa Nelly was probably used multiple hope, times in the bedroom. I hope Nelly, I hope Nelly doesn't come forward <laughs> <laughs> and say that Keith Jackson did something Jesus to Christ. Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope Nelly never comes out and says Keith Jackson put his hand up my petticoat. That's what I'm hoping against. <laughs> I don't think they wore petticoats. They. Um, <laughs> I I don't think you know a lot about petticoats. <laughs> Tom petticoats. That was so, prime petticoat time. I they had a um, junction and everything. They did petticoat junction. <laughs> That's what it was called. Um, well, I I heard about this on a on a rare occasion uh, where I was actually watching a pro football game, and. Um, Man, Alabama's got a lot of players in the pros. Yes, they do. Especially in the backfield. I mean, there there was a time when mm-hmm. I think like one in six NFL teams uh, fullback was an Alabama grad. And yes. I mean, there's got to be that the last many university running, to produce any. You know? <laughs> I mean, there's got to be that many running backs there now. I I, I, I would I imagine thinking, Eddie Lacy's still kicking. Yeah, he's do he's not doing the, the best, but he's still around. Yeah. Um, Lacey's still there. Ingram has finally come on. Yeldon is getting some playing time today. Trent Richardson, poor fella. Um, surely he, there's some more. Yeah, now, Derek Henry Castillo's on the Titans. Still playing. Derek, Derek Henry, Henry, clearly. Richardson is in He's the uh, Canadian Football League. And thin as hell. He's so skinny now. Is he really? Yeah, he, I him. saw him on the field during the, during the uh, I think it was the Clemson game. He and Ingram were there. Um, but man, it it took it takes those guys, the running backs, it's taken them sort of years to get going. I remember reading a story about T.J. Yeldon that they just couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. They couldn't get him going. But um, if you hang around with them long enough, all these guys seem like I'm looking at the Jaguars right now. Cam Robinson is their starting tackle. 
Uh, Marcel Darius is on the interior defensive line, and TJ Yeldon is the number two running back. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot Darius went to. Oh man. Um, the uh, I mean Kenyon Drake I think is still with the Dolphins. Right, right. He is. I don't know if he's and doing in the well, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's doing all right. You know, he's right. not an every down back, but he's doing all right. Um, well, f- the 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 final thing. This is Ruben Foster. Very- Ruben Foster still in jail. <laughs> oh yeah, he got he got dinged in Tuscaloosa for the wacky tabacky. <laughs> I love when guys come home. I think that that makes me proud. That makes me happy. Don't come home, boys. Stay away. You cannot be here uh, any longer. Rolando McLean, never go back to Decatur. <laughs> don't, don't go back. You cannot go back. Yeah, just don't just go stay. back. Go home just again. Stay. It was even shittier for Reuben Foster. Gets caught with marijuana in Tuscaloosa. If he had just stayed in San Francisco, mm-hmm. he could have bought it at a store. It's <laughs> legal, man. Fine. <laughs> yeah, he's got to fly his people out west. Don't come yes. east. You buy them that ticket. Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't come back. You got the money. Oh, speaking of getting money, um, I, as as Creel's advised, and I strongly advise anybody who listens to the show and thinks the same way about college football we do, make sure that you watch some of those alternate feeds from the championship game. Uh, my personal favorite was Landon Collins and Aaron Murray doing the Homer cast. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, that was good. With Joe Tessitore one and Brown Joe Tessitore. Um, and and after they throw the touchdown, Landon Collins just storms the field. He's still got all his equipment on. He's going crazy. He's celebrating with everybody. <laughs> He's yelling, A. He, he finds two, and, or he finds the receiver and just starts yelling to Smith, Why'd you do him like that? Why did you have to do him like that? And he's constantly calling back to the booth. I don't know if you can hear me or not, but at any rate, he goes on and he's doing an interview with, uh, I think it's uh, with Payne, the lineman. And that he asked him, like, how you feel right now? He says, man, I feel like I got as much money as you, Landon Collins. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. That, that's definitely my favorite of the, like, 12 different ways you can watch or rewatch that game. It's pretty good. We really got a lot of damn players in the secondary, too, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And somehow D. Milner, <laughs> who is, in my opinion, the best defensive back that I have ever watched play at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, you just couldn't throw it to his side most of them. He was just great. Um, he He's the one that didn't make it. But I think Drake Kirkpatrick's still around. I think Mark Barron's still around. Yeah, ha-ha, Clinton uh, Dix is still around. Ha-ha, still oh, yeah. doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landon Collins really came into his own the last couple years. Yeah, he It's weird. Did, yeah. I guess this is what Florida State fans felt like forever. Yeah. And Miami fans. <laughs> Miami. I think LSU mm-hmm. still is the leader. I think LSU yeah, still are. might have more people yeah. in the league than anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is uh, is Minka gonna gonna be able to kind of do the same same thing in the in the pros? He's probably gonna be a top ten pick. Minka, I think Minka may have the chance to be the best out of all of them because he is not reliant on just physical gifts. Like if you look at Minka, he's not extremely fast. Yeah, he's not the biggest hitter. Um, his game is his head, and as long as he can think through it. He's got a chance to really be a hot shot. Now, I think Kuiper's got him like number three overall, which means yeah. nothing. But yeah. I think, you know, there's going to be highly two, regarded. two quarterbacks taking him in the top three, which is hilarious. And some dude and we've never heard of. God, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <clears throat> um, well, 
we and we'll of course cover the draft as it comes up in three months only three months away um i only have one more question for you guys and this might be a little a a little say they're gonna beat them saints (laughs) um Hankins and I specifically have have sung the praises of strength and conditioning coach at Alabama, Scott Cochran. Um, We were extremely relieved when we only lost Kirby Smart two years ago, but kept Scott Cochran because he's been so instrumental um, over the past, you know, 10 years that he's been there. He's been with Saban, I think, the entire time. Um, This might have been the worst product he's put on the field since – in his time at Alabama and probably the worst injuries we've seen since that 2004 season when we just lost everybody uh, lost to and ended up losing to Minnesota in the uh, music city bowl. Um, is Scott Cochran still worth keeping around? I'm going to have to say yes, because only because I, I, I understand you have a lot of negativity towards them in it. Uh, that's well justified. Thank you for understanding that. But after the Clemson game, in the locker room, he brings out the second-place trophy from last year. Oh, shit. Throws it down, and in a rain of profanity, destroys it. I think it gets the team fired up, which is his job. So I'm on board Do you have again. authorization to destroy? I don't know. I don't know, but... Uh, I hope he didn't. I hope he stole it from the trophy case. <laughs> I was wondering how he wheeled it out and who... who I, I hope the AD was there trying to stop it, and he just I'm, shoved him aside. I'm yeah. surprised uh, I'm surprised uh, uh, Dabo Sweeney didn't ask to address our team after after we beat him, <laughs> like he did with Syracuse. Hey, guys. Good but, job. Hey, guys. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Is you? Yeah, I. Who are you? No, I mean, uh, yeah. No, let I, him in there with Tony Brown. Let him in there with <laughs> Tony Brown, please, please. Let Dabo in there with TB. <laughs> well, Hankins, we'll we'll get. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Cocker and then we'll then we'll get out of here. So, um, you 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 make a bunch of valid points. Um, Thank you. Something was different this year with injuries. Um, I don't know if it was just luck of the draw. It was just our turn. In the, uh, in the torture rack or whatever, but something was different. Here's what I think um, Scockran might have. Scockran. Scott, let's just call him Scockran now. That's his <laughs> benefit name. Scott Cochran <laughs> might have to do is he might have to look at the size that he gets these guys to. He get, he makes big plays. Think, yeah. And <laughs> yes, for, for a long time, yeah, like I was talking about Trent Richardson earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the difference in Trent at Alabama versus the difference in Trent not at Alabama. T.J. Yeldon today looks like he's probably playing about 15 pounds lighter than he yeah. used to. Um, Derrick Henry's still a monster. But for the most part, you know, these guys are, are really bulked up. And when you get to that level of size, you're tighter, and it is easier to get hurt. And when you get hurt, it is typically more severe. So he might have to do a little evaluation on, do I need linebackers that play at 260 and are just ripped to the gills? <laughs> or might we better work on – we might better back off the weight a little bit and work on some uh, <laughs> some some cardio. 
because if there is a weakness that Alabama has had at linebacker, it is the ability for people like Hunter Renfro to just go crazy over the middle and not be able to be caught or be uh, yeah. be covered. Um, yeah. Auburn exploited that to a big deal, you know, in in the Iron Bowl this year. So he he might need to do some adjustment on uh, how he gets these guys, what shape he puts these guys in. But I still think he's worth every penny for a lot of what Creel just said. I think he's sort of this because Saban is not that kind of leader. Saban is here to – he's fiery, yes, but he's here to chew your ass when you screw up. Cochran's a guy that wanted to get you up. Um, and I think Kirby was that too. I think Kirby served that role, and with him gone, Pruitt's not as, as fire and brimstone as that. So I think Cochran plays an important part, if nothing more, uh, just to the emotion level of the team and the people love him. The fact that we know who our strength and – I can't name you the strength and conditioning coach Mm-mm. before Scott Cochran. So I think, no. you know, yeah, but slim him down. Let's just slim him down just a hair. Let's back Speaking off of- just a little bit. Let's – Let's pull back on the deer antler spray. <laughs> right. I, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, speaking of, do we know who our defensive coordinator is? I don't think they've hired anybody. No, we don't yet. have one yet, I, do we? I no, read we some article where Saban, and it was like a couple weeks ago, where Saban silently hired some kid from like West Virginia to be a defensive analyst. And the article didn't outright say it, but it basically intimated that he was being groomed to just take over for <laughs> to be the DC <laughs> wouldn't surprise me well you know you get the extra coach this year um we hired that hotshot recruiter away from Texas A&M yeah um, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody I noticed somebody turned us down today but I don't think we've named a DC officially yet I was reading an article uh, let me take that back I read a headline about how Alabama needs to get this coaching business squared away pretty soon. So I don't think we've named anybody at the recording of this podcast. I am. Uh, God, I hope it's Bill Oliver. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna. I, okay, I. I'm gonna say one I don't want and a dark horse that I absolutely do want. All right. I do not want John you. Chavis's name. I do not no. want John Chavis's name anywhere uh-uh. near this fucking uh-uh. coach, coaching search. Uh-uh, but I think I know what you're about to say, and I think I'm going to be on board with it. I want Gene Chizik. Oh, I want, okay. <laughs> I want Gene Chizik as our defensive coordinator. I knew it! That's what I was going to say, too! It would make me so happy. It would make me so happy. <laughs> that would be Can you imagine? I mean, in, in, the, in the grand tradition of defensive coordinator, coordinators switching teams in the Alabama-Auburn uh-huh. uh, series, uh, man, I mean... It'd be interesting. And I'd also like to see him get hazed like shit his first year. I'd like to see him be the guy who has to run out there and get the kicking tee. That's what I want him to have to do. Um, we'll be cool pro- with him later, but I want him to get get a little razzing. I will say with Chizik as our DC, no one's probably going to get their damn playbook stolen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Keep that Two days keep it under a tighter watch. Didn't that happen to the, the Falcons this year, too, in the Super Bowl? Somebody stole a playbook? Probably they were playing the Patriots. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. Hell, it might have been Sarks. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he thought Apparently it was Apparently somebody stole the motherfucker yesterday because <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> he was definitely on the sauce. Still on the sauce. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Sark after dark. Um, but, yeah. I, what's so crazy is I totally forgot we didn't have a defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've only not had one for a week, so that's not – Yeah. It's easy to forget. Basking in the glow of it all. 
I totally forgot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, oh man. I tell you what. Well, we are, this is a, an abbreviated episode. Pro, hopefully, in a, ho, ho, actually, hopefully this is a regular length episode and we're not going to bring you 90 minute shows for, for the entire off season, but who knows? Just pure um, jibber jabber. We've got some, we've got some, uh, some planning to do. Um, what segments we're going to bring back. Uh, do we stump Creel this, this off season? Ooh. I don't know. Do we do we try to stump Creel? He he shut yeah. down every single attempt except for that one that we all know that he tried to tack an asterisk to. Um, we're going to work that out amongst ourselves. We're going to bring you high quality football shows. Um, we are going to be switching servers. Yes, Hankins. Yes, we will do that soon okay. and very soon. So, what you're likely to hear. Probably after the episode that comes after next week's is a message from one of us basically saying, hey, thanks for listening to Throw the Flag. You need to delete this feed from your from your podcast app and re-add Throw the Flag um, because we will be moving it to another program. So, And if it's me we, doing the announcement, it will be much sexier than that and much um, better produced. And What's sexual up out to there, all you flaggers? Well, thank you very much for listening, folks. Without you, we'd just be screaming into our cell phones at each other every Sunday. So uh, you can find us on Twitter at TTF Network and at TTF Football. You can email us at throwtheflagnetwork at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing, don't forget to listen to our other shows, Cold Dog Soup, and that's disgusting. Creel and I have uh, one where we just uh, finally admit to each other and the world um, our love for uh, comedy superstar Jay Moore. Oh, big love. might be a big mm-hmm. word. He and um, Jay continues to uh, ignore us on uh, Twitter. So <laughs> we'll get him soon. We're we're like the uh, the Devin Sawas Stan to Eminem's Eminem in Eminem's video Stan. I got complicated really quick. We got a full black mirror on that. One. <laughs> we, <laughs> if you like what we're doing, don't. For, so so keep up keep up with us. Um, we have other shows uh, available wherever podcasts can be accessed. If you'd like to support us in a more personal way, consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash TTF. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash TTF. If everyone listening right now kicked in a dollar a month, we'd be able to make some serious investments into the Throw the Flag Network. That's all we got, folks. We'll see you next week. Now, baby, all Colors in the cars and the kids in the rain. I mean, baby, all these cities, ain't they all starting to look all the same?